Minasan, welcome to JSA on the air. Here's part two of Ken and Aiden's adventures in Japan. Um, actually, for one of my classes last year, we had to bring a food that represented us, mm-hmm. and I just brought like two containers of pineapple. Like I cut it at home, and then I just brought <laughs> it in with That's me. Funny. Yeah, like, I mean, all we eat or something. Yeah, <laughs> and like we had to explain how it represented us. And it was oh, like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Like something that you kind of. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, like primarily, I just really like pineapple. But also, it's like, it kind of represents Okinawa, so I used that <laughs> when I was explaining it. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone ate my pineapple, though, so I was proud of it. <laughs> but anyway, about Okinawa, though. Oh, also, the wildlife is a lot different. Do you know a lot about, like, Japanese wildlife? I don't at all. I know, like, the little, the beetles yeah, with the little the horns that kids... Kabutomushi. Yeah, Kabutomushi, yeah. yeah. In Japan. Oh, wait, we can talk about this before we move into um, uh, Okinawan wildlife. I remember in Japan, I think my cousin played with them once and I saw, but like, there would be like kabutomushi battles. Mm-hmm. And like, teenage, yeah, 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 usually yeah. obviously it's like teenage boys, because like stereotypically, like they'd be more likely to play with bugs than um, girls maybe, uh-huh. in Japan at least. So the teenage boys, they would all get together and they would have like kabutomushi battles and whoever tipped... Whoever's Kabutomushi tipped over, I think is, I think that was the rule of the game. Yeah, whoever, like whoever gets over, thrown. Yeah, whoever yeah. tips over the other um, Kabutomushi, you win. So you wanted to like get a good Kabutomushi and train him. I don't know how you train a beetle, but... <laughs> That's really funny. That's something that like could never happen here because we don't have bugs like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you look at those things and it's, they're terrifying. Yeah. They're huge. They're like tennis ball size. Yeah. And... Oh, wait, it's literally Pokemon based off of it. Um, there are a few. There's Heracross. Heracross, that's what I'm, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, like, um, yeah, with these really long horns, there'll be a bunch of different kinds. I'm still hung up on how you can train those yeah. things. Actually, in Pokemon, there's Heracross, which is the Kabutomushi, and then there's, like, the the stag beetle, Pinsir, and they fight each other. <laughs> oh, they do? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, like, they're, like, natural enemies. Yeah. I just made that connection because have you seen Japanese stag beetles? No. I they're like similar size, but they have like the two pincers like like that. Oh, I I've always called both of them kabutomushi. Yeah, they they sorry. might both be called that, but they're like different kinds of beetles. But did that did, did I'm sure this tradition in Japan has existed for a long time. Uh-huh. So I feel like that existed before Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. do you think when they made Pokemon, the people at Nintendo, they were like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the Pokemon are based on, like, stuff like that. Like, stuff, like, everyday things. <laughs> and if you, like, grew up in Japan, this is something you would know about, right? Like, the beetle fighting yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's a lot of other Pokemon that are based off of stuff that, like, everyone in Japan would know about, but Western audiences might be like, huh, okay. I feel like I'm in the latter category. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if I can think of an example, like... Okay, we come up with Yeah. And whoever's playing the cracked win. It is so lame. That sounds like such a boring game. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I'm like, dang, you know, back in Japan, we had these really big beetles with really big horns that battle. <laughs> I mean, oh, I thought of a Pokemon example. Oh, yeah? Um, they, okay, so there are a lot of Pokemon that are based off of yokai, right? Mm-hmm. So, for, do you know, like... Um, I don't know any of the little spirit mythologies 
in Japan. Okay, I'll start with the Pokemon then. Do you know Lotad and then like Lombre Ludicolo? Do you want to see a picture? <laughs> oh, wait, I know what you're talking about. He's like they're the like big... the... They're like the ones that have like the lily on their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So they're based off of Kappa, which are like a yokai that um, comes out of water. And their whole life force is like the water that they store in like their head. So if a Kappa like tries to get you, its weak point is like getting the water out of it. Like getting it to spill its water, you know? Um, but <laughs> so like Lotad is based off of that in a really weird way. And then like also, um, do you know Dot? And um, whatever it evolves into, Sea Dot, Nuzleaf, yeah, yeah. and Shiftry. Yeah, yeah. Those are based off of Tengu, which are like forest guardians. <laughs> like the Shiftry even has like the the shoes that Tengu wears. Let me look up Tengu. <laughs> uh, Japanese for heavenly dog or heavenly mm-hmm. sentinel. Yeah. So Shiftry is like a lot of Western audiences will look at it and be like, "Oh, that's like a." doll or something because it has like a long nose and it has the like long white hair and stuff Mm -hmm. and it look it's made out of wood and stuff but it's actually based off of a tengu so like it's the forest guardian and it has the long white hair and the platformed shoes and stuff like that um yeah so those those two are based off of yokai there are a whole bunch of others this is one youtube video i watched that was just like every pokemon that's based on a yokai and it was like a 30 minute video because <laughs> it's like literally all of them yeah, <laughs> so. I didn't know that's why I knew about like, I never made the relation between Kappa and is that yeah, Kappa? Kappa, Kappa and, and the, like Lotad and, and yeah another yeah. Pokemon with the little water lilies on the head yeah is that where's that know, where's Kappa from is it just um, like a random thing people came up with or like it's like a I don't want to say it's like a demon because they're not necessarily evil, but it's like one of those spirits. Like they mess with you. Yeah, yeah, but is it like? It's not Shinto, is it? I don't think so. I think so it's, it's just like, like a, how we came up in the United States with like the Sasquatch. Yeah, I think it's just a folk folktale thing. But folktale, okay, the it thing is, like Japanese folktale is so like <laughs> um, organized, I guess. Like there are a whole bunch of yokai that just like everyone knows about. You know, it's like. Sasquatch is like a regional thing. Yeah. But Kappa is like kind of a universal thing that people would know about in Japan. Oh, uh, I'm not sure if we translate a yokai for anyone that doesn't know. It means spirits, right? Yokai yeah. Yokai spirit? Yeah. They're like, I think they get translated as ghosts a lot, but they're not really ghosts because they're not like a dead thing, you know? They're just like a, yeah, like a yeah. spirit. And they can be good or evil or neither. Um,. Do you know Yukiona, Snow Woman? I've heard it. I feel like it's one of those <laughs> creepy ones. Yeah, it's the one that like um, kidnaps travelers who get trapped in blizzards. Oh, I know. I haven't heard of something. Well, there's a Pokemon for that too. <laughs> it's Frostlass. Do you know Frostlass? Frostlass. I'm not. I'm, I haven't been much of a Pokemon, but at least well, Frostlass. Well, thinking about the name now, it's definitely a <laughs> snow woman, but literally yeah. just a direct. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Oh it's, yeah, I see it. Okay. Yeah, it's a woman, like Frostlass. Like, its whole thing is that it kidnaps travelers, right? Oh, okay. Yukiona no also does that. <laughs> it's like literally just a direct oh, reference. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff like that. We were talking about wildlife before that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I was like, oh yeah, we should talk about Okinawa wildlife. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Besides the Kabuto Mushi and how there's too many cicadas. Oh, I love cicadas, you? though. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, do you not? Do you not like them? I mean, I don't like. I don't not like them. I just don't like when I accidentally touch one of their husks that they shed. <laughs> yeah, when that's I'm fair. In my backyard, but let me go. Okay, yeah, talk about Okinawa wildlife. Why it's different? How it's different? Um, so Okinawa doesn't have like any big predators. So, you know, the mainland has like wolves and foxes. Okinawa doesn't have any of those. Um, which means it has a lot of flightless birds, or it used to, it doesn't anymore, um, because they're endangered, Mm -hmm. but there's this one flightless bird called, like, the Okinawan rail, which is pretty cool. I'm just gonna leave it at that, because there's not that much interesting about it, but, yeah. Um, and then there's this one snake in Okinawa called the habu, which is, like, it's a type of pit viper, and it's really venomous, um, and they're also really common, but they're like nocturnal like you can avoid them you're not you're not going to get bitten by one unless you're stupid but mm-hmm. or, or unlucky <laughs> um but that's like a like a symbol of okinawa kind of the habu it's just like it's a thing you know there's also a lot of sea snakes like a lot of sea snakes and then bats and stuff a lot of spiders it's pretty cool if you like animals but if you if you're like freaked out by like snakes and spiders, yeah, I do like, like animals. It's not snakes, spiders, bats. Just don't walk snakes. in the woods at night. <laughs> you can avoid the sea snakes because there are parts of the ocean that are like blocked off from swimming because of the sea snakes. <laughs> but Is if you stay in like <laughs> if you stay in like the approved areas, it's okay. Oh, okay. Um, but don't walk in the forest at night. If you, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can uh, if you're looking for stuff, but. <laughs> I'll wear three pairs of jeans if I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, there was this when I when I was younger and, and I would occasionally see Japanese shows, there was this one show where it was a crazy thing. Maybe I'm not recalling it right because it seems so dangerous in hindsight. But there was this show where someone a Japanese person, um, to test whether snakes could bite through Oh yeah, I've heard three of or four pairs of jeans or whatever. Yeah. So this guy would walk out with three or four pairs of jeans, and he would intentionally get bit by this venomous snake <laughs> to see if their fangs would puncture through three or four pairs of jeans. I don't remember whether it worked or not. I wasn't paying attention that much, but in hindsight, like dang, a lot of Japanese shows are kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's fake. Maybe, I mean, there are a lot of like game shows that are kind of like that. You know. I mean, do you watch Japanese game shows? Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> oh, 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 shoot, what was the name of it? There was this one. Um, oh, man. They did Silent Library for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downtown? I, I don't think I've heard it's of it. There's this comedy group called Downtown. I think it was. Yeah, oh, it's a comedy duo. And they're pretty famous. Um, they have this game show called Downtown, Downtown no Gaki no Tsukai. Maybe I said that wrong. But the funniest thing I have ever watched. Like every episode. I've shown this to all of my friends because, um, well, because I found it so funny, but they were all dying. And, oh, I can't, I can't talk about it on this show. But, um, <laughs> anyway, just watch it. It's, it's really funny. I recommend <laughs> so you would it recommend. I'll probably, if we ever make JSA YouTube playlist, I'm going to. That's yeah. the first thing I put onto a game show. Yeah, we should do, like, recommendations. Or, yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the elevator prank that was really popular for a while? 
in Japan. I don't. It was like someone would walk into the elevator and the floor would just fall out. Like, that's it. That's the whole prank. The floor <laughs> would fall out? Yeah. Like, they would fall down, like, under the elevator. Like, there's, like, a like a slide sort of thing at the end. Like, oh, they're not okay. just falling on the ground. Yeah, but, yeah, like, the whole thinking. prank was, like, they walked into the elevator and the floor fell out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, like the, so they had like this like really weak floor that you would like fall through or something it's like you would walk into the elevator the doors would close and then the floor would just go like like it just open up oh. and you'd fall down <laughs> that's okay yeah i feel like it's one of those things where like when you hear it conceptually you're like i don't know why that would be funny but then you watch it and you're like yeah i get it or how the guy, how the people that fell through the elevator would not sue. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's different because we're in the United States. Yeah. I always wonder, like, how how much they know about it. Like, do they know yeah. they're at least, like, going to get pranked? Or are they just random people? I don't know. I don't... It's hard to watch Japanese game shows from the U.S., though. Yeah, you find what you, what people decide to upload on YouTube, but that, yeah. that makes it that makes it very few. Like if you go to Tomato, like the supermarket, mm-hmm. in the back they have that DVD CD section. Yeah. But none of them have covers. They're <laughs> all just, random. No, 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 no. They're all in like these little white little sleeves. Oh yeah. And they're all labeled with like the title, right, in the episode. But like you know. If you don't know it, you can't. Yeah, you don't know it. You yeah. don't know what it is. So, you could pick one out, and it's like. I don't know, it could have some name that might seem funny to you, you get it, and it turns out to be, like, some J-drama. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like oh, you so, like, if you heard, if you heard, if you looked around, right, and you found this title called Good Luck, or Good Luck, if you said it in Japanese, Good Luck, right, and you'd be like, oh, that sounds like a funny thing, but it's actually yeah. a very serious J-drama about airplane pilots did, and their air hostesses. Did this happen to you? No, no, no. I mean, good luck is like an actual. Oh, because that sounded like a personal <laughs> yeah, experience. <laughs> yeah, no. Good luck is this um this Japanese drama. That I think my mom was a fan of. And it's I think it was the longest running serial in Japan. Oh, I've never heard of it. I don't think unless I've seen it and just didn't didn't recognize it. I guess. I think it's difficult to find like Japanese TV here. Because none of it is, like, available outside of Japan. Like, there are no services you can watch it on. Which sucks if you're, like, trying to follow something that's, like, episode-based. Or if you want to follow, like, Japanese sports. You just can't. Because you can't watch TV outside of Japan. Like, I really wanted to follow, like, a season of Japanese soccer. And it's, like, I could, but I wouldn't be able to watch the games. I'd just have to, like, go check results and stuff, you know? And that's not fun. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's like watching the Super Bowl, and then the very end, or you know, you don't watch yeah. the Super Bowl, and you just see this. Oh yeah, the Falcons blew it, yeah. three to twenty nine. <laughs> that yeah, that's how it is with Japanese sports, which kind of sucks, because Japanese soccer is taken really seriously. Baseball too, right? Yeah. Japanese baseball and soccer. I feel like there's a lot of Japanese baseball players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think baseball is like probably the most. It it at least used to be the most popular sport in Japan. Soccer is super popular. Sumo is still popular. I'm kind of surprised by that. <laughs> Sumo, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing about like sports, not just as something you watch, but something as you something you participate in. Mm-hmm. I mean, sumo in itself is just super hard to get into. Yeah, you can't just like be like, oh, oh yeah, I want to get sumo. good at sumo. Yeah, no, it's like 
if you want to do sumo at all, you basically have to... You have to be a sumo wrestler. Like, that has to be your I'm life. Not even saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even saying, like, professionally. If you just want to do sumo. Yeah. Like, I feel like the entry is just so much work compared to, like, any other sport. Yeah. Like, it's wrestling, something... like, Western wrestling, like which, which I think is the closest thing to sumo wrestling. Mm-hmm. You or can no, train to, like, become a wrestler. Like, yeah. it's not a huge commitment. But, like, like a sumo, sumo wrestler, wrestler. To, to become a sumo wrestler and to be recognized by people as a sumo wrestler, just, it's just so much. Yeah. I don't even know if there's a sumo club generally yet. I don't know how it works. But something cool, I think, about Japan kind of related is, like, a lot of the, like, traditional Japanese martial arts are still really popular there. So, like, people do, like, judo and kendo and karate. I and do stuff kendo. Like that. Yeah. I want to do kendo so bad. It's pretty cool. It seems fun. It's, it's, your feet muscles, you're going to, yeah, so when I did kendo, I, yeah, you, you would like work muscles in your feet, and I, I didn't know that my muscles even, I didn't even know my feet had muscles, <laughs> but like, every day, because, because you're supposed to stand on the balls of your feet, yeah on, I think it was one of your feet, unless I'm, unless I was really bad at kendo, which I was, <laughs> unless I'm really bad at kendo and I'm doing it completely wrong, um, you have to have one foot on a ball and only one foot would push you forwards and backwards. Uh-huh. The other one is just sliding along the floor. Uh, that sounds painful. Yeah. So most of kendo, I mean, at least beginning kendo is just learning how to move. Mm-hmm. Not even like reactions to you, just like how to move in the first place, how to yeah. keep your balance. And that, that, that was really, that's hard. like the first step too. Like yeah. When yeah, you, yeah. when you start kendo, is that like the first thing you learn? Yeah. Yeah. The first thing you learn, you don't even need a sword in your hand, really. It's just learning how to shuffle. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like a shuffle movement. It's not like a continuous sprint. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you watch, like, the Japanese samurai movie, you'll notice that everything you see in there, you'll see in kendo, which is just them not really sprinting or running. It's them shuffling forwards and backwards until one of them hits, and then it's over. Yeah. Like, it, kendo's not like fencing. Yeah. If you've ever seen fencing. It's like, fencing's like, oh, yeah, yeah, slash, slash, slash. I don't know how you win fencing. Like oh, I, I've watched fencing. You hit him with the tip of like, your sword, which, which has a little button. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. But kendo is like when you get hit by a kendo sword, you know you got hit by a kendo sword. True. Because you hear a root, re- you hear a really loud thwack. Yeah, it's not subtle. Yeah, and there's so many, so many, so much fewer blows in kendo. Because mm-hmm. it's it's slower, I think, than kendo. I mean, sorry, not kendo than fencing. Um, I mean, looking at kendo people, I feel like. It, maybe it's just me, but it looks like their reflexes are like insane because there's only maybe three or four like actual like decisive moments. True. Yeah. Do you know what the um, Japanese archery is called? Do you remember what it's called? I it's like. Remember. It's, it's I only really like want a to really say, big bow. Yeah, I really want to say it's called like yajitsu or something, but Japanese I don't remember. Archery. It's called Kudo. Oh, Kudo. Kudo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kudo seems like it'd be fun, though. If you, at Japan Fest, they always have... Yeah, I've seen that it. ...that one Japanese archery school there. Yeah. And I, I have a friend who does it, um, but I've never seen him do it. He just talks about it. When I was younger, I was like, man, they take so long to do it. How can they be considered good? But, <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, in hindsight, those bows are, like, what, 60-pound draw? Yeah, they're really difficult to handle. Like, even beyond the weight, it's like, 
the technique behind it is crazy. Let me look up how much weight you have to push with one hand and hold it. Yeah, because those bows are like longer than human beings. Yeah. Like they're taller than me. I mean, like normal boats are like what, ten pounds or something? Ten pound draw or whatever. I think it goes up by weight, like depending on like the type of boat. Oh, average draw weight. Okay, so a, a, a Japanese traditional bow is called a yumi. Up to 45 pounds. <laughs> that's just the draw weight, too. Yeah, that's just the draw weight. And then you add whatever, however much you're carrying. And you have to control it, because it has to shoot straight. Yeah. There's, like, a whole... Like, the technique behind it is really, really specific. Yeah, I could not imagine that. It'd be cool to be good at it, though. <laughs> I don't. Practice. I don't want to learn how to do it. I just want to be good at it. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's a lot of just breathing. I feel like. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. Um, assuming now, they're probably the first thing they teach you for like probably three years. You know, like thinking about how Japanese experts are in like what they do and and how they teach. It's always like doing one minute thing forever. Yeah. You you do this so stance you can get five good. hours every day for three years. Yeah. So they tell you. Okay. So. Three hours every single day. Sit down on a mat and breathe out every three <laughs> seconds, carefully. It it really be like that. And and then once you do that for three years, you're like, okay, now you can practice picking up the bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't. I never did like any Japanese martial arts, but I did taekwondo as a kid, which was cool. But I didn't have like enough drive <laughs> as a child to stick with it Did your parents make you do it yeah yeah okay, i really right. wanted to quit and they didn't let me do it they didn't let me quit for like five years but i hated all of it so i never got good at it mm-hmm. but i mean the only sport like i say that i've done is swimming and i actually do like swimming but i think it's because i chose to do it so swimming is also kind of popular in japan too i've noticed like competitive swimming. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. No, not like other countries though. Not like here. Here it's a whole culture. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like if you talk to a swimming person, you know you're talking to a swimming <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah. Is there a lot of? Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm just mostly interested in Okinawa at this point. Um, is there like all the fast food that you would see in Japan? I mean, sorry, in mainland Japan. Is that also in? Some of it is there. My experience is limited because I haven't been there in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, There's probably more now than there were. Yeah, the, the one I clearly remember is Yoshinoya, the, oh my God, the yeah. noodle place. I don't think I'd want to live in Okinawa if it didn't have a Yoshinoya. <laughs> <laughs> Okinawa just got its first 7-Eleven like, last year, like oh. first ever, which was like... I mean, the reason they didn't have one is because they already had other convenience stores that are dominant there. Um, but also, like 7-Eleven in Japan is different. <laughs> Like, is 7-Eleven in here. Japan the same as the other convenience stores? No, it's, like, it definitely has, like, a brand image, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what to expect when you go into 7-Eleven. But it's... I don't know, but, I mean, maybe it's, like, what I expect from a QT as I walk into a QT as opposed to, like, a like a, a food mart next it's, to a yeah, Chevron something or like that. Like, but a lot of, the difference is, like, a lot of convenience stores in Japan will have, like, uh, seating and stuff, and then they'll have, like, the the ready re- ready made meals and things like you can get bento or oh, yeah. onigiri or something at a convenience store like you but can not get that a 7-eleven you can because it's like it's a convenience store oh, oh okay. 
but it's different from the ones here because the ones here are just like any other gas station yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah but okinawa got its first like last year um other fast food stuff though i don't know i can't think of anything other than yoshinoya <laughs> That was our go-to, I think. What would I always get at Yoshinoya? I think it was a beef bowl. It was like yeah. really cheap, right? Yeah, that's their their big item. Like that's, that's what everyone was there for. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Mac of it's the Big Mac of Japan. Yeah, it is good. It's worth it. We went. How much is it? Like roughly? Do you know? I don't literally know. Because it's something ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Um, Yoshinoya menu. Let me look that up. I remember in LA there were two near where I lived. I went to one in LA. Whenever we're in Southern California, we always try to find one. Apparently, there's a Yoshinoya in Atlanta. Oh, no, there's not. I take it back. Shame. <laughs> if there was a Yoshinoya in uh, Atlanta, it'd be over. That would probably replace Cookout for me, honestly. Because <laughs> yeah. I think my dad. I think my dad got sick from a Yoshinoya once. Really? Maybe he went to a bad one in LA, but. Yeah, it, it has to be the American Yoshinoya. The Japanese one would never. <laughs> Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like six bucks for a beef bowl. And it's like an enormous quantity of rice and beef. And it's all oh, you yeah. need, right? And that that's in the U.S., right? Is it that's cheaper in, in Japan? Yeah, I have no idea how much it is. It's probably cheaper in Japan. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Because food is cheaper in Japan, right? Yeah, I, definitely. It's a little cheaper. It's like um, 490 yen. So that's like... Four, I can't do the conversion. Four, because yeah, one, it's 100 yen is worth less than... Um, than a dollar. a dollar. Yeah. That's not like an exact 100 to 1. It's it's less than 490. That's all I can guarantee. <laughs> um, That's crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I assume the portion size is a little bit smaller there than here, though. Yeah, maybe. Because they, I mean, they might have kept, since it went from Japan to the US, they the, the US ones might also have, do that. I feel like they probably upscale the known American people. Yeah. Because whenever I go to Japan, I think this is one thing I remember. Oh, yeah, okay, so. When I would go to Japan, and I, I don't know, if I went to a McDonald's, um, I would have to eat two Big Macs. <laughs> yeah. It's so big. Well, people small, complain sorry. about the American sizes, too. About like, it being small in the United States? About the U.S. sizes, like, U.S. fast food portions being too big. Oh, yeah. yeah no, like, that's, yeah, that's why they're smaller. I mean, no, I mean, like, look at the Big Mac, and then it comes with a large drink. Yeah. And, and like the the large drink in Japan is the small drink in the United States. Yeah. They're the same size. I, I think I got a medium drink from Zaxby's once and one of my Japanese friends was like, is that like a like an extra large like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like what I think seven eleven seven eleven in the United States once had this like bring your own container. Yeah. And you get a slurpee or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Bring butt, like bathtub. Seven eleven had a one hundred twenty eight ounce Cup oh my like god, insane. It's someone in Japan, what I think would they would throw up when they saw that. I, I might throw up too. That's a bit much. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'd do it for a Slurpee though. I do miss Slurpee. We don't have 7 Elevens here. So, we don't? No. Yeah. That kind of sucks. We have Sonic yeah. though. Do you like Sonic? I've never been to Sonic. Are there Sonic or Checkers in Japan? I don't think so. Sonic is like barely holding on in the u.s i doubt they're anywhere else because yeah, <laughs> like i mean the reason i like sonic is because i lived in kansas and that was like our only fast food restaurant there. i know i know they had a kfc they had kfc's a lot in japan oh yeah you know the kfc christmas tradition oh i know, I know the story, <laughs> you know the story behind it too no tell it. oh okay so um 
a long time ago, KFC wasn't that popular in Japan. And one KFC franchise owner in Japan was like, you know what, I want to boost sales. So he was like, hey, other ja- hey Japanese people, uh, my fellow Japanese countrymen, did you know that in the United States, which, which you know, Kentucky is part of, every Christmas, all the American families, they buy a chicken, they buy chicken from KFC. And th- their American normal tradition is like, oh yeah, we eat chicken on Christmas. <laughs> and obviously that's not true, right? Because we're Americans and we know. But I mean, to someone that doesn't know that in Japan, they were all like, oh my, okay, so that's kind of cool. That's kind of interesting. And like, I don't know, maybe they thought being American traditions were cool or something. Yeah. So they would like buy chicken on Christmas. Uh-huh. And like apparently for the first like two or three years that KFC in Japan had, sorry, the three years after that started in KFC in Japan, they would always run out of chicken. And now they've realized that, oh, okay, so for some reason in Japan now, there's a tradition to buy KFC for Christmas. <laughs> so now we got to, you know, like quadruple our stock of chicken <laughs> or else we're going to run out. Japanese KFC hits different, though. It is it, better. It's, it's better. Yeah, it's better than here. Because out of like the chicken places in the U.S., KFC is like D or F tier for me. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's nowhere near the top. But the Japanese one is, it, it's a little deserving of that. <laughs> yeah, the, the KFC in Japan... Is like the Hattie B's here. <laughs> I still haven't been to Hattie B's. Yeah, you still, yeah, you need to go to Hattie B's. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh. What else that, is That there? is so weird. <laughs> the, the Christmas KFC tradition. Yeah, no, it's like. <laughs> I, I think they also always dressed up uh, Colonel Sanders in a Christmas outfit. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know in Japan and KFCs, maybe, maybe not so much anymore, maybe this is like a cliche at this point, but mm-hmm. they would always have a Colonel Sanders standing right outside. Yeah. Of the KFC storefront in Instead Japan. Instead of like the tanuki. <laughs> tanuki? Yeah. Do you have, have you seen at a restaurant they have like the do you know tanuki like the raccoon dog? I'll show you a picture of it. But okay. it's like um, it's really common for people to have like a statue of those like outside of like a store or restaurant. So I'm kind of like imagining Colonel Sanders in the form of like a tanuki statue. <laughs> That is terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. Is that what, like, the, that, that, I don't know, never mind. I take it back. I don't know what, you, what I'm talking about. You know the, um, you, have you played Mario before? Oh, is it that? that you, um, yeah, that, you that know that costume? Up? That's what that is. That's what I know that. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Well, I don't know. Okay, so if you're listening, we'll look up, what was it? Japanese Tanuki Dog, um, sculpture? The sculpture or statue? Yeah, statue. The and Tanuki statue. It it's a very terrifying looking raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're cute in person, though. Okay, maybe I, I saw the wrong yeah, ones just on I mean, Google Images, but... I don't know. Not everyone thinks they're cute, though. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they have some at the Atlanta Zoo. You can go see them there if you want. Oh. But anyway, go on. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. The, the living raccoon, Japanese raccoon dog. It's cute. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the statue's not. The statue's not. This is what I'm talking about. Also, um... There's a... <laughs> Kind of goes along with the picture of the statue, but they're always drawn having really big kintama. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that Jap- this, that animated movie is about? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's from. Was it called? Pompoko or something? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but you, you can see it if you look at the, the picture of the statues. Like, that's just how they're depicted for some reason. That's funny. Oh, but okay. So I'm looking at Pompoko right now, and I'm looking at the reviews, and someone's like, is Pompoko kid-friendly? And, 
um, someone's like at nearly two hours long with the sophisticated themes and the deaths of many of the raccoons and three human beings, Pogo <laughs> is best suited for older kids, tweens, and teens. <laughs> so the answer is no. Though. The answer is no. <laughs> What I feel like that's a movie that, like... It's rated would, PG, though. It would be shown to kids in Japan. I can guarantee it. Yeah. Because, like, kids are watching... Like, I know when I was a kid, we watched, like, stuff that wasn't, like, kids' movies in Japan. Like, Japanese movies that would not be kids' movies in the U.S. Because, like, a lot... Like, you know uh, Grave of the Fireflies? Oh, I'm not... Uh, no. Kids were in the theater no, watching that. I do know. That. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> kids were in the theater watching that. Like, it's, I think, it's I, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I just okay, think no. I think from now on in this podcast, the one thing that we're not allowed to talk about is Game of the Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> because no, thank you. I'm not gonna relive those emotions. Yeah, but if anyone wants to watch it, watch I, it at your own risk. Yeah, it's, really, it, it's, it's not like it's, it's not like it's like disgusting or anything. It's just it's sad. It's, if you've seen Schindler's List, I think it was sadder than Schindler's List. Oh yeah, definitely. And Schindler, yeah. Schindler's List made me cry. And that, that movie was, like, that cranked up to a 10. Yeah, Grave of the Fire... Like, like actually, <laughs> watch at your own risk, you know? Yeah, you're gonna have to bring tissues. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were talking about Colonel Sanders, the statue. Oh, yeah, we're jumping everywhere, but, um... <laughs> Colonel Sanders, yeah, they would... I'm pretty sure that they dress up the Colonel Sanders statue that's out of KFCs every time it's, like, some holiday season. Uh-huh. So, like, if it's Christmas, they obviously they give him, like, a little Santa outfit. Dang. Why don't we have Colonel Sanders Sanders statues? I don't think we can have good things in the United States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I the, think that Colonel Sanders statue will one. go missing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, honestly. Does Burger King still have like the the Burger King statue? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I, I don't. Like I don't know if this was now. like. <laughs> I don't know if this was like just a few Burger King restaurants, but some of them like inside the like dining area, they'd have like a statue of. In Japan or in here? here? In the United States? In the U.S. Oh, I don't know but, about that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Are there Burger Kings near here, though? Does anyone go to Burger King? Not in Atlanta, I don't think. Yeah. In, in where I'm from, up in North Atlanta, yeah. People go to Burger King? No, they don't go, but... But there is exists. one, yeah. I feel like that's how it usually is for them, for Burger King. I think they, they're living off of the money that they made from the Impossible Burger. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. No, the Burger King came out first with the little Impossible Vegan Burger. Uh-huh. And everyone went to go try it because that was the only place you could get it without making it yourself. And they're just living off of that money since then. Yeah. Maybe. Or they, they also had, like, chicken fries that everyone were... Ever, like, a lot oh, of people were, like, really crazy about. Mm. They're... They're okay. Okay, so Burger King survives to today solely on Impossible Burgers and Chicken Fries. (laughs) Chicken Fries are like... I don't know why it was such a big deal deal now that I think about it. Because they weren't that good, but also it's not that different from just eating like chicken tenders. Yeah. Yeah, what's the difference between... Is it fried differently? It's just oh, there. Wait. We're talking about Japan. We can't talk about Burger King. <laughs> There's not a lot of... Bur- are there any Burger Kings? In I've never I think seen there one. are a few. I don't think it's like that big of a thing. Especially not compared to Maku. Maku. Yeah. Maku and KFC. Maku is McDonald's. I don't know if that was clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Australian people call it Maccas. Yeah. It's Maku. Or have you heard people say Maku do? 
I hear it. Makudo, and then I always mix it up with misto. <laughs> misto, which is Mr. Donuts. Yeah, misto. Yeah, misto. Misudo, yeah. And if you think that Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme are good... No, misudo is in a whole other level. No, all of the employees that make the donuts, they're all artists. Because mm-hmm. you go, and you look at the donuts that they have, and they're like artworks. Because like, you go to like some fancy cake place here in the United States... What you see in that fancy cake place, you see in every single Misto franchise across Japan. Misudo is, like, literally next level. Like, Dunkin' Donuts can't even compare to it. Yeah. Like, taste-wise, looks-wise, they, ha- they always have these little promotions going on. I've always seen, like, Pokemon. So it's like a, it's like a Pokeball donut. <laughs> and, like, if you, if you, if you thought about a Poke- Pokeball donut in, in the United States, I feel like you would imagine, oh, yeah, gross red food coloring, gross white food coloring. And they probably use chocolate in the middle or something like and, that. And but, then it never looks right. And like then it, it doesn't look quite right. Yeah. Because it looks more like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the American one would be prepackaged. Like, they wouldn't yeah. have people in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the place doing it. No. Misto, though, they're artisans. <laughs> I haven't been to one so long. What's another dessert God, I need to go back to Japan. Too. Have you been to Beard Papa? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, there's a Beard Papa in um, Peachtree Corners, I think it was. Really? The for- it's the mall called The Forum. Don't what know what it? it's... But it's a beard papa. And it's cream puffs. Oh. Cream puffs. And it's like... It tastes exactly how I recall it to be in Japan. Uh-huh. And it's like these super crispy puffs with a bunch of custard cream inside. And like they would also have a bunch of other kinds of... That you could customize like whether it's covered in chocolate, whether it's covered in a green tea glaze like matcha. And you could also make it like not regular custard. You can make it chocolate custard. You can make it matcha custard. You can make it um, boba. <laughs> Bo- really? Yeah, boba in the custard, in the puff. Is it good? Have you it's had good. it? It's good. It's so good. And, like, they also have, um, I mean, I-, I advise you to get the get the cream puff. But, like, they also have this lava cake that my friend gets for some reason instead of the cream puff. And I'm like, bro, you're making a mistake. But, yeah, they have that and the lemonade. and It's all very, very good. Kind of expensive though, but if you want a little <laughs> little treat, I need like, to go there. Yeah, it's like Peachy Corners. I advise everyone. I, I think if you're listening to this now, you have to go. Yeah, you're obligated to go. To <laughs> you're to obligated this. to if go. You've you made can't it watch this far. Next, you have no choice. Yeah, you can't watch the next episode if you don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been place? so long since I've been to Japan that I don't really have any good like <laughs> experiences to compare. We spent most of this talking about food. I'm okay with that, though. That, that, yeah, that's that's natural. <laughs> if we're talking about food, I, I will not run out of topics, basically. If if someone came up to me and they were like, quick, think of a Japanese food, what's the first thing you think of? Uh, kare. Yeah. Kare. Mine would be specifically katsukare. Katsukare? Yeah. Okay. Um, kare is just curry. Like, like uh, is curry in, originally Indian or British? I want to say Okay, so okay, so British people took it from India. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I guess. But the Japanese one is different from. It's the way Indian different. One. Yeah. It's, it's like, a lot more. It's creamy. not spicy. Well, it can be spicy, but it's not like. The Indian one tends to be kind of soupy, at least kind of from my experience. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The Japanese one is more like a gravy it's more like sort a of texture. It's more like a roux. Yeah. It's very creamy. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then usually it has like potatoes and carrots in it. I've never had it without potatoes and carrots, but sometimes there's other yeah. stuff. And it's like the cheapest thing to make in Japan too. Yeah. You get the little cur- so first of all you have rice that's cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Then you need the curry tablets. Yeah, those are usually. super easy to get. Yeah, you buy them and you get like a big pack of like 
You, 12 you, of them? Yeah, if you buy one box, you can get one that has, like, eight in it, and it makes, like, each of them makes six... No, like, each group of four makes six servings or something like that. Yeah. Um, Some but weird you can get bigger boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, but... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to make. You just, like, you boil the stuff, and then you put the curry tablet, like, in there, and then just stir it until it's thick. And then you add... Meanwhile, you add potatoes and carrots. You don't even have to cook the meat that you put in there mm-hmm. if you want to put meat in it. I'm sorry. If you want to put meat in it, you don't have to cook it. You just toss it in there. Mm-hmm. And then just cook until it's done. Yeah. You can put ground beef in there, whatever you have left over. I always do... If I if I don't have, like, um, tonkatsu to go with it, I always do just, like, uh, like chunks of chicken. Mm-hmm. That's the best one for me. But katsu kare is, like, kare but with tonkatsu on it, which is, like, fried, breaded pork, usually. Sometimes pork cutlets with... Like, that are fried. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's chicken, but... Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Have you had chicken katsu? Chicken katsu. Yeah, chicken katsu. Okay, yeah. Um, but katsu kare is really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, katsu kare is good. I'm a fan of ham... Kare hambagu. Hambagu kare. Really? Yeah, so you put hambagu, which is... Uh, oh, man. It's not a meat. It's just ground beef, right? No, but it's also half pork. It's half pork, oh, okay. half ground beef, and you mix it together, and... You have onions, carrots in it, garlic probably. Mm-hmm. You kind of make it into a, a, a wide meatball that's really yeah. big. It's not like a hamburger. It's, a, it's a, You eat the meat itself. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, and you have the it meat with, is, the meat has the curry in it, right? Uh, uh, maybe. maybe. Maybe the ones I've had are different, but uh. in, in the one, the humbug that I eat, you make the kare right separately, yeah. and then on, on top of it, or sorry, below the sauce. When you pour the oh, you pour yeah, the yeah. sauce on top of the humbug. Right. Yeah, that's it's it. like what you do for katsu kare. Like you have the oh yeah, you yeah, have you the rice, and then you have the uh, tonkatsu, and then you have the curry. Like, yeah, you pour, yeah. pour it all over on top. I'm a fan of the humbug kare definitely. Mm. I just made curry the other day. It was really good. Really. Yeah. yeah. I, I have it very often, and I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm very blessed. I'm grateful. Dang. Yeah, I think I had that a lot as a kid when I was in Okinawa, so I think that's the first thing I think of when, when I think about Japanese food. Like, a, a lot of pe- I think a lot of people would say ramen first. But ramen is, I don't know. I don't think about it like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe cup noodles, maybe. But, like, oh, wait, you said, wait, when did you leave Japan? When you were 2005, five. yeah. 2005, so you were five, yeah. six, six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you go to school there then? Or did um, you go- I did, but it was like preschool. It was like- oh, okay. Um, I, I, obviously, I moved out when I was nine months old, so I don't remember any schooling. But I did go back. I think it was in 2011 when I went. Um, my grandpa was like a friend of someone at the nearby elementary school. The middle school. Well, it's kind of combined, but like I was... I got to attend as a 7th grader, 6th grader, mm-hmm. uh, for like a week mm-hmm. and a half. And school culture in Japan is so much different than mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And you said you've never uh, been, so I'm not sure if you know. I mean, I, a lot of this I stuff mean, you kind of I know kind of how it works. Yeah, a lot of the stuff you kind of get as yeah. hearsay. But, like, first of all, everyone helps to clean the school at the end of every yeah. day. Every single day. That would, you know how weird that would be for yeah. Americans to do? Yeah, it would be weird. 
Like, I, I tell people that sometimes I'm, like, in Japan, like, you have, like, you might have a day or, like, a specific time where, like, students come and clean the school. I Americans think... are just, like, what? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I think in high school in Japan, maybe they don't do it every day. I doubt they I, doubt I think they it's, do. it might be a weekly thing in high school. Yeah, probably. But in elementary school and middle school, to kind of get kids to realize how important it is to keep things clean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, we all have this responsibility because we all benefit from the school. Yeah. So, so like, everyone would clean every single day. Probably just to keep kids busy for a little while. Yeah. But we would, like, kind of... So, first of all, in, J- in Japanese schools, like, kind of like in Japanese houses, you go, you take off your shoes at the very beginning. You have a little shoe locker that you put your shoes in. Mm-hmm. And you change into slippers. Mm-hmm. Your own slippers. So then you walk around the entire school in slippers. And so all the floors are kind of clean, kept clean because of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, either way, you kind of wipe off all the little dust and hair or whatever. Well, I don't know. So you kind of just get on the floor, you kind of just mop the yeah. entire floor, and then you'd be kind of assigned to stuff. Like you, yeah, like maybe, you're, maybe like, you're mop duty, maybe you're wipe like the walls the duty. And stuff. Yeah, maybe you're clean the whiteboards, maybe you're take out the little chalk erasers and pat them outside, yeah. or something like that. And that was, that was cool, I feel like... Did you have to do that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. For that one week that I was there, I, I mean, I made friends there, so it was kind of fun doing uh-huh. it. But like... Um... That was, I feel like if, I mean, like if you go to a public school here in the United States and you look how dirty it is because, yeah. I mean, it's impossible for the custodians to keep up with it. Yeah. Well, also like in Japanese school, you're in like your desk is like your desk, like you're there the whole day. That's so true. So you kind of have yeah. like, it kind of matters to you that you clean it. Like it, yeah. it's for you too. <laughs> but like, Because the Ameri- teachers move, not the students. Yeah. But like with American students, like who cares if this one classroom is dirty because you have, like, six others, you know? Yeah. So, I think maybe there's more personal stake in it, but also, like, Americans have just never... That's never been the system here. Mm-hmm. So... And plus, when you have to clean the entire school, mm-hmm. you keep it clean. You don't throw yeah, away exactly. your Doritos wrapper on the floor. Because you know you're going to have to clean it. Yeah. Or, like, you know, maybe one of your friends has to clean it later. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. American also, schools are nasty. Like... <laughs> like... Um, at least at my school, like, there was so much gum under the desk. Mm. Did you have that at your school? At my high school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I didn't check if I had gum underneath the chair, underneath the seats. You can feel in it. Japanese schools. <laughs> it's like, if you ever, like, put your hand under <laughs> yeah, the desk no. like that, you're like, yeah. uh. <laughs> the first thing you learn in an American school is not algebra, but that you shouldn't have to put your hand underneath the desk. Yeah, you're don't touch, touch surfaces you can't see. <laughs> yeah. I think also in Japan, you can't chew gum. Yeah. In school. I mean, technically you can't can't at a lot of American schools. That's true. But they do it anyway. Um, and then oh. people, like, how people get to school is different, too. Like, it's really common to, like, bike to school. Or yeah. Or something. Or and you then, walk on your own. Because it's safe. And it's pretty, like, yeah. pretty safe. So all the kids, you'll see every, what, like, 7.30 in the morning every day, you'll see a gigantic herd of identically uniformed toddlers <laughs> walking in... You know, just groups. Yeah. You know, un unled groups. Yeah. Just kind of migrating to the school, <laughs> and they're all wearing the yellow hats too. Yeah. They was, they all wear the yellow hats that identify them as. Great and then they, they have that like uh that back, back like yeah. the square one. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're, they're very rectangular prismic. Um, yeah. <laughs> it has a name. I forgot what it's called. I don't know what it is. But, it, it's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> and what I also liked about Japanese school when I was there, we had home ec. Everyone had a home ec. Cause so we all learned how to you know like how to wash your clothes or like how to oh I accidentally popped a button how do I need it back up and everyone knows yeah 
That I don't know how to cool. do anything here. Like, I never took home ec, ever. I did, and not all I remember is how to make a Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> That's, like, the easiest thing. <laughs> yeah, <do>. right? <laughs> yeah, I... It probably would have been useful. I, I can't think of any classes I took in high school that were, like, application-based. Like, stuff that was, like, everyday skills, you know? Mm-hmm. All of it was just, like, you know... I took a computer science class where, like, you learn how to type fast. And then I took Comac where you learn how to make a Rice Krispie Treat and you learn how to set up a table formally. So, like, oh, the fork's on the left side, the spoon's on the right side. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? Why did I learn this? I don't know. You, did you have typing classes in elementary school? It was included in my computer science class, yeah. Okay. Because we had typing classes for, like, one year and then it got dropped. Like, we never did it again. It's like how, I think... You're probably, like, the same age group, but when I was in, like, third grade, we started learning cursive, and then it got, like, dropped from the curriculum, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, like, halfway through that year, so, like, we never finished learning cursive. <laughs> like, we started, but then just never did. But, like, in Japanese schools, people take calligraphy, right? Is that, I like, a class I think so. Mostly because you kind of want to know how to write all the kanji correctly. Yeah. Well, you have to take kokugo, which is, like... It's like the equivalent of English class, but it's Japanese. Oh, you know? okay. But I think there's also... Like it's, um... I don't know the I think, for it. I think in Kokugo... Kokugo is like koku, like country. Like chugoku. Mm-hmm. It's that koku. And then go is language, like Nihongo. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like... I think that's where they do like kanji stuff. And probably like literature type stuff. I don't know. I've never taken it <laughs> but I, th- I think there's also like calligraphy classes mm. um that's more of like an art thing or maybe like yeah, a literature like type class but nothing like that here <laughs> yeah, you can never write english like art yeah you could you can but like i mean what i see is oh it looks very symmetrical and neat yeah i mean there's not there's not a whole bunch to do. new to do with like english writing because like with japanese you have thousands of characters to work with that's true but in english you have 26 so i mean i, I sometimes you see kind of i mean calligraphy is ultimately just word art right yeah is it yeah but it's but like I, there's a style of calligraphy in japan that's like very systematic like if you don't know it then you can't read it basically but if you um, know how it works then you can read it mm-hmm. um I think in if we did something like that for English, I think most people would just be able to figure it out because it's not. Well, <laughs> I mean, not either it's recognizable or it's yeah, not. Yeah. You know, unless it's pig Latin or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think kanji gives you a lot more artistic freedom with that kind of stuff. I think the most of the word art you can do is like pangrams and stuff. Like not yeah. pangrams. Like it's like words Those, you can read um, backwards. You could do those, like, pictures that are made out of words. Yeah. And some of them are bigger I mean, than I've others. Seen, I've seen the kanji for horse Yeah. look drawn to be, like, a horse. Uh, sorry, the kanji for horse was, like, written to look like a horse. So yeah. Was, I, I, I have this one meme on my phone that's, like, the kanji for crab, but then someone added a whole bunch of strokes to it to make it look like a crab, but it's, <laughs> like, actually terrifying to look at. <laughs> but it... It was posted as, like, a serious thing. They were like, crab. This is how you say crab in Japanese, yeah. but it's totally not. <laughs> what was I talking about? Some, I was talking about schools earlier. Mm-hmm. Another, like, cool thing I noticed about schools in Japan is the lunches per, like, each classroom 
the lunch would be, or at least maybe it was just mine because it was a rural school, huh. but the lunch would be made by the students. I think I've heard that before. And my, my, maybe it's just a rural thing with smaller schools. Yeah, I've, I've heard that some schools have, like, if you get the school lunch, you have, like, the standard thing is, like, to get ramen. Like, have you seen, like, a ramen vending machine? Yeah. It's oh, we can talk of... about ramen vending machines after this. Yeah. Oh, it's, all, it's, all the vending machines. <laughs> it's it's like that. After. But, like, that's, like, if you were to, like, buy lunch at school, that's what it'd be. But other people bring, like, bento to school. Maybe, yeah, but, yeah, I think mine also had a vending machine, but generally the lunch was provided for you. Maybe you paid a fee at the beginning of the year to give you lunch the entire time, but all the lunch would be made by the kids that were in cooking class. Mm. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the mo- I think about it all the time because they had kare once, and they had this real, okay, I, I always talk about kare, but, <laughs> kare, but they had this big stockpot of kare, and then I would eat, like, I ate, like, I was, a, I was a chubby American kid, so I ate, like, what, four servings? So I ate four times whatever all the other students would eat. And it was okay because they had a lot left over. Yeah. And, like, yeah, maybe it was impolite, but I just talked it up to my Americanness. But, um, yeah, that was, it was super good. And everyone was like, dang, you eat a lot, Ken. And I'm like, yeah, it happens. And every time I would bring lunch during that week, I would bring onigiri, right? Uh-huh. And like there's the usual side of nigiri, but mine would always be like double the size, with double the fillings, and I would have double the amount of them. <laughs> the I, Japanese ones know, are tiny though. Yeah, and everyone what? The Japanese ones are tiny. Yeah, sorry, I mean like the triangle ones. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty tiny, but like double them, double them, and then double them again. Yeah, just like the same thing, but like twice as much rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I would eat every single. I would I would bring like six of them every day, and everyone's like, Ken, Jesus, how do you eat that much? Live in the U.S. Yeah, live in the, you can do it. live in the U.S. <laughs> eat a thousand five hundred calories at I don't know Hardee's or McDonald's for yeah. a single meal, and come and talk to me. Yeah, once once you get used to American portions, then Japanese is like not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's healthier. Yeah, although a lot of Japanese restaurants here will do like the same recipes but like American portions. <laughs> yeah, they probably yeah. double it. Yeah, which is fine. More food. The vending machines in Japan are revolutionary. Oh, yeah. They're... I have no idea why we don't have those here. Maybe not know. in restaurants, because I think Americans like the face-to-face interaction. Yeah. I more. mean, we don't do, like, public stuff here, though. Like, there's not a lot of stuff that's just out there for people to use, you know? We're, do you know what I mean? That's that? true, like, yeah. I don't know. But also, like, the, the quality of the vending machines that, like, we do have here are is way higher in Japan. So, like, if you have, like, a vending machine that's for, like, cold drinks or hot drinks, the drink is always, like, actually hot or cold. Yeah, in Japan, But yeah, in the yeah. U.S., it, no, it, like, yeah, might yeah, yeah. be. <laughs> when you get a cold drink, it's going to come out ice cold. When you yeah. get a hot drink, it's going to come out boiling hot. Yeah. And it's like, how do they do this? And, like, I, when I say that, why don't we have those kinds of vending machines in the United States? I'm not saying we have to have it everywhere. Because you need a certain population density, right, to yeah. have that. Mm-hmm. But, like... Places like New York, okay, maybe not New York, it would get destroyed, but um, maybe like, <laughs> I don't know, I think it would be a good idea in a lot of dense cities in the United States, because, yeah. like, we always want drive-through, like, right, like, American people, apparently, I think we, like, spend a lot of our time, a lot of eating time is spent in the car, like, yeah. something like 15-20% of times, of American time eating mm-hmm. is in cars, so, like, if we had eating a vending, fast food, like, yeah, just, like, yeah. drive-through and you eat it in your car, yeah, so, vending machines, big brain i think i think yeah i don't know why especially like a lot of the food vending machines aren't more popular here 
because I feel like Americans are kind of a target audience for that. Like, they would be a good target audience. Like here at Georgia State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at colleges anywhere, actually. <laughs> we have vending machines that have a bunch of snacks. They have, like, I don't know, Rice Krispies or, I don't know, Welch's gummies or whatever. Yeah. And we also now have the hot drinks. Uh-huh. Right? But we should get vending machines that have, like, meals in them. Yeah, <laughs> like I get mean, a ramen. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think ven- meal vending machines would be like the end goal, but yeah. like the little steps, you know, like hot drinks that aren't just cappuccinos yeah, renamed and all taste like cafe lattes or something. Yeah, the hot drink machine we have on campus now is like I don't know when it works. It's pretty good. <laughs> like it's it's better than the ones that have than other ones that I've had like before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what if we had, like, a vending machine that was, like, you know how Lunchables are, like, a, like a little lunch packet thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you could have a vending machine that just do, does that, and you can yeah. choose, like, what sides to get on it and Yeah, stuff. in, like, a high-traffic area. Yeah. Or, like, anywhere on a college campus, because people are always looking for food, right? That's true. But, yeah, Japan has that. It's real, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Every corner, I think, basically has a vending machine. Yeah. I think... I mean, the difference is, like, in Japan, it's all, like, automated by the restaurant. Like, they have their system, and you just have to do your end of it, right? I think a lot of high schools also in Japan have the vending machine things. Yeah. Maybe it's just Like, in the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. My school had vending machines, but it was kind of stupid. We weren't allowed to use them. (laughs) Like, we were only allowed to use them at, like, certain times. I guess to keep kids from crowding around the machine. Yeah, and then... I mean, it's U.S. schools. Remember how we had to have, like, um, we couldn't have, like, regular sodas in school anymore. We had to have, like, the diet ones or the sugar-free ones. Oh, you're talking about the United States? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, an element in... Oh, no, you're here. Preschool. You're a preschool. Never mind. I think about yeah. it. Imagine a preschooler using a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I got so used to drinking Sprite Zero in high school. And it's so terrible. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God! You're right. We would only have diet drinks. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and diet drinks are worse. They're terrible. They taste worse, and they're worse for you. I think. Yeah. Diet sodas in Japan are pretty good, though. Really? I yeah, because like you wouldn't have to necessarily get a diet coke or a Sprite mm-hmm. Zero. You could just get a healthier soda. That's true, true. Right. So like, CC lemon. CC lemon is great. CC lemon. Oh. God, Every that, time that I see the it, of the God I was gonna bring that one up specifically because that's <laughs> <Yeah>. my favorite. <laughs> it's like CC lemon. So my top like Japanese drinks would be CC lemon and then uh, Dominant. Oh yeah, Dominant definitely. And then any like canned coffee because Japan has a UCC, lot of good right? coffees. There's UCC yeah UCC well? and there's also um, Kona coffee uh-huh. and then there's one called Georgia coffee. It's like a Coke brand, but it's it's called Georgia coffee. I don't know, really the, the can, the can UCC, UCC, I guess it would be UCC, UCC. right? <laughs> but um, UCC, UCC. Uh, coffee, it's like a little, it's a little uh, tan, white, and red can. Mm-hmm. It's like ver- uh, horizontal stripes. Yeah. And the can itself feels very nice. Yeah. Like, you hold the it. The can and, quality in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah Japanese can quality. Oh my god, I never thought about this. But, <laughs> but you hold a UCC can in your hand, and you're like... I'm holding something special in my hand. This isn't just some coat. This isn't just some Arizona iced tea. This is something special. This is when a you special crack can that coffee. can open, and like, just the satisfaction of you know, like in the United States when you crack open a can, it's like, oh yeah, that, that's satisfying. 
And that, that was very satisfying. Yeah. You know when you crack that thing open, it's like another level. It's like a satisfaction of it. It's like this can was made specifically for me in, <laughs> in this yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, I think the can quality, I think, is just better yeah. in general. Because, like, the CC Lemon um, cans are, like, thicker <laughs> than the, like, American soda cans, you know? Because the American soda cans you can, like, push in on. But the CC yeah. Lemon ones are, like... Oh, it's, like, thicker walls, so you can't crush yeah. them in your hand as easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason for that, or is it just like that? I think... I mean, besides, like, economically, I assume, because you're using less metal. Yeah. But, like, in Japan, our recycling program is a lot better. True, true, true. Their recycling program. It's Everyone harder. actually throws their can into the recycling. It's so hard to throw stuff away in Japan, though. Because you have to, like, yeah. make sure you're putting it in the right bin. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yeah, that too. But also, like, when I get, when I first drank the UCC, I just bought one from H-Mart, and I drank it, and I'm like, this can is so nice, I kind of want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you get a Coke bottle for the first time. Yeah. And you're like... This is something special. This glass bottle, you just it's keep the unique. Glass bottle. So you keep it, I don't know, some, somewhere in the back of the shelf. You never think about it. But <laughs> no, the like, the, the recycling system in Japan is, like, um, there's so many different, like, types of bins yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. And then they all go out on different days or, like, different weeks. Yeah. And then the system is different depending on where you are. <laughs> so, like, you have to, like, learn the rules whenever you go visit somewhere. And it's, like, smart, too. It's smart, but it's hard. <laughs> because, because apparently I've read somewhere that recycling in the United States is actually worse than not recycling. Oh, yeah. Our, I mean, our Because it's the way like we nothing. do recycling, and it's just throwing everything into a bin. And yeah. I'm sure that you've probably thrown away some plate of, some plastic plate of food, and it probably still had, I don't know, some chicken on it still. Yeah. And you threw it into the recycling bin, and now, like, plastic can't be used. Yeah, or, like, if you throw, if you recycle, like, a whole bag of something, and one thing in that bag has like food on it they just throw the whole bag away well on the topic of cans continuing this podcast is not one of them so this was ken artame and aiden coleman and this was jsa's first podcast hope to see you next month thanks for listening stay tuned for the next episode by checking out our website in the description matane